everybody. Welcome to the YamCast. My name is Erica. And I am Chris. Yam actually stands for Young Adult Ministry. So the goal of this podcast is to talk about college and young adult ministry and how to effectively do that. Yeah. And the music in our episode is from our lovely friend Brian Nielsen and James DeWall. He just makes us sound so good. feels like we are in contagion right now or that series outbreak anyone bueller feel like we're like that right now so i'm not gonna lie to you we definitely started watching the dustin hoffman outbreak movie the other night Mm. and it was legit and amazing except those people are bleeding out of their faces oh it's really bad it's like a real bad pandemic our idea of a pandemic right now is still a big deal. It, Don't get yeah. us wrong. Yeah. But we're not bleeding out of faces. It's a thing. People are dying. It's very bad. But it ain't World War Z. Although I'm totally excited if that's where we're heading. Oh, those things are fast. I have wanted to be a part of a zombie apocalypse literally since I found out that zombie apocalypses are a possibility. So what is your plan? If it were to happen right now, what would you do? Oh, I'm I'm going to become a zombie. Oh, you're just going to become a zombie. Oh, totally. So you're not going to try and survive. I, Erica, I'm a follower of Jesus. So my soul will be transported immediately out of my body. I don't care what that undead mm. body does as it walks around. I'm hoping I get to watch it from heaven and just experience myself decomposing over the days. I don't think that's going to happen, but if it does, sign me up. It'll be legit. See, I always think of what I would do. So, like, if it were to happen right now. Oh, you're a survivor. I Well, I think of what I would do. I don't think I actually would survive. Got you. See, I've watched enough Walking Dead that I think I know what to do. If I woke up, you know, I, I got shot and I wake up out of a coma. And a zombie apocalypse has begun. Whoa, this sounds familiar. I think I know how to survive based okay. on what I've seen, but I kind of just don't want to deal with it. I want to well, experience zombie life. And to be honest, World War Z and zombie from Walking Dead. Totally. Totally different. Totally. Totally different. Or the Will Smith movie. Which one was that? Oh, What no. was that called? Um, With Here. the dog. Oh, what is it called? I know. It's totally blanking. There's I Am Legend. I Am Legend. Those zombies... Dude, if I get to be that fast in my That's, zombie body. That would be, yeah. Not the ones that are like, huh. Right. The stupid like slow ones like yeah. Walking Dead. Those, those yeah, are. Those eh. don't really do anything. You're only deadly in a herd, you know? <laughs> You're only. That's so true. But I am legend. You're only deadly in I mean, I am legend. One of those things ran and jumped off a building and took down a helicopter. If, I, if that was mm-hmm. my final act as an undead body, You'd be like, I think I've arrived. We're good. All of these lacks of workouts and uh, eating a little, little Debbie. <laughs> totally. Oh, little Debbie. Totally worked. So, yeah, there's there's a the word apocalypse means unveiling. So, truthfully, we are in the coronavirus apocalypse. It's unveiling itself. Mm, okay. We're experiencing it, and I think everyone in America kind of didn't think it was a big deal. Everyone's like, "It's all in China. It's in China." Mm-hmm. You know, the Donald Trump sort of situation. And then it then it came here, kind of quiet. And then we watched Italy, Mm -hmm. Italy fall apart. I mean, literally. I mean, as of today, we're recording this was just a few days before we're going to release this, this, we're adding this to the front of one of our podcasts that we all sort of know that this is what's going on. Italy has just surpassed China as far as deaths go 
cities are full of bodies, apparently, that National Guard people are pulling out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about full of bodies. You know, it's, yeah. the, it's the media. But holy cow. Yeah. It's a thing. And China, it sounds like, is actually opening things back up. Like, they're kind of yeah. coming out of it. I heard that about South Korea, too. But it is. It's just kind of a crazy... Like, we never... This has never been anything I've ever done in my lifetime. No, it's never happened in our lifetime. Or even in my parents' lifetime. I would even say my grandparents' lifetime. In our grandparents' lifetime, they there was a polio outbreak that caused kids to stay home from school mm. and not go out much. But polio, the vaccine was given shortly thereafter, and it just never became a thing again. You know, the Spanish flu is probably the closest thing mm-hmm. to what we're experiencing right now. And actually, that's that's what's being tied to it as far as percentages and stuff goes for death rate and stuff like that. Because I know in other countries, they've had quarantines and things for those yes. specific things. But Ebola a couple of years yes. ago. But us experiencing it here, it's always been, a, oh, it's over there. I mean, I remember H1N1. That was pretty, like, there were a lot of people who had that. Yes. Like, I remember one of my college roommates had that. And I just went about my life and did everything else and had fevers at night. But I was like, I woke up, it was fine. I probably had it too. Who knows? But, a, but probably, like, hold on. That's a very good indication <laughs> that you had it as well. I like, I was like fine during the day. And then when it was like about time to go to bed, I was like, wow, I kind of feel really warm. I think I might have a fever. I'm going to go to bed. And then I woke up in the morning, it was fine. But that happened for maybe like four days. <laughs> but the day was great. 60 million people had swine flu. Yeah. And 13,000 of them died. Mm-hmm. Right now. Is that global? Was it a global thing? That was just just... in America. Okay. It was a global thing. But part of the reason why things are getting shut down now is because of that. We don't want it to be that. This virus seems to be 10 times or 15 times more deadly than that based on the amount of people that are passing. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a beautiful thing that our our society is realizing that maybe they aren't the most important thing in the world. They're not in charge. So they're stepping back and going, maybe I need to just chill a little bit. Second, I think it's beautiful that our, our whole country, especially maybe the whole world, is starting to realize that they're in a community mm-hmm. and it's important for us care to maybe people. care about the people around us and yeah. not, you know, be totally nasty people who are running around spreading viruses and doing weird things. And I'm going to do it because I can, you know, or whatever their thought might be. Right. So my prayer request in the midst of this, uh, I don't mind the time off and I haven't had any time off. Like it, I told my wife the other day, shutting this thing down like a, a busy middle-sized church in a, in a remote area of Illinois that no one cares to go to just running church is a little bit stressful. Shutting it all the way down to comply with CDC recommendations has mm-hmm. been a beast figuring out how to do live stream or streaming or, you know, to get all of our sermons kind of lined up over the next couple of weeks, we had to change a couple of things up just to sort of speak directly to it. It's been a thing. And, uh, but my prayer request in the midst of that is that we take this quiet to revive our hearts, that the Lord would blow us up in a really good way, that we would just get super excited about being used by him again, that we would find ways to love our neighbors well and the old people on our street. You know, we reached out to uh, one of our neighbors who lives right next door to the really old guy and his name is Milt. And uh, we barely know Milt, so we wouldn't reach out to him, but our neighbors, they know him really well. So we just reached out and they're like, is he need anything? And they're like, no, he's good. We, we just checked on him. There's some beautiful stories like that happening. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm hearing things from people in our church that are uh, finding out what, what their neighbor needs and they're just going to the store. They're braving the, the elements and the empty shelves and they're, you know, grabbing what they can and bringing it to their neighbors. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And if we can wake up a couple of weeks from now having all this hopefully lifted and, you know, that we're suddenly released on the world again. And we go, that was nice. 
it was nice to take care of my my friends mm-hmm. and my neighbors, and it was nice to feel like I'm a part of the community because that's really what the church is supposed to be. Yeah. So I think it'd be beautiful if if this all ends with man, I really want to be a part of community. I want to serve the Lord. I want to do something great. That's pretty much what we're, you know, that's barking up the tree that we're we're climbing in, right? Yeah, tragedy is never fun or good, or we never wish it upon, but it is really cool to watch what happens amidst tragedy. Mm -hmm. So watching people be like, hey, what are your bills? And tell me your Venmo and I will do it and I'll, you know, figure it out. And then, oh, actually, I didn't know you could reach a limit on Venmo. And I did on how much I can give out. So, and then other people Mm -hmm. picking those up afterwards, like that's just really cool. And yeah, I think you just really start to see humanity as like doing good things, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, when things are great, it's just nobody thinks to reach out, nobody thinks to do these things. But then when things, when it's hitting the fan, you know, then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, maybe I should be doing this more often. And that's the only thing that's that's hard is for a period of time after this. Yes, those things will probably happen. It's what happens months after this. That's like, how do we keep that going? You know, because complacency falls in again. This might be this generation's 9-11. You know, my kids are going to grow up thinking. I remember. I thought it was cool when I got out of school for a week. And then, you know, if it lasts eight weeks, like they're saying it could of the shutdown. And they're saying that, you know, maybe we won't have school the rest of the school Mm -hmm. year this year. If my kids are like, I remember 2020, we didn't have any school. And it was terrible. <laughs> you know, this, if this like wakes them up to, I like life being normal and yeah. feeling this way. Schedule. That's how 9 11 felt, right? Yeah. And you were younger. It, yeah. No, I mean, I was, yeah, I was in ninth grade when that happened. And yeah. Yeah. I do remember for quite a long time, the TVs were always on and we were just watching, finding out what was happening. Yeah. Um, and we were talking this over as a staff yesterday. What the beautiful thing about 9 11 was the moments after. Yeah. You know, the, the idea that humanity sort of pulled together, yeah. uh, you know, the a bunch of nations started to ally with one another and say, yeah, this can't happen. We're going to fix this. And I feel like that's starting to happen. I feel like mm-hmm. the, the world is starting to look at this going, all right, we can rally together. Let's make this happen. And there's a beauty in humanity in that. There's also a danger in humanity in that because 9-11, it didn't take but a couple months before people started suing each other and things started getting totally yeah. out of whack. Going back to normal. <laughs> and I feel like that's where we're... I can already see where this is going to go. You know, business owners who have lost a lot of money suing people for shutting it down. And, you know, like, yeah, the ugliness of humanity is going to show itself, which reminds us humanity can't be counted on to do anything great. Yeah. But the church can do its job, whether it's allowed to meet in its building on Sunday morning or whether it's dispersed upon the community that it lives in. And that's what we've been talking about a lot is just be the church. Don't worry about you know, whether you're able to meet on a Sunday morning or not. Yeah. If your small group isn't able to meet anymore, you have phones, you live in a technolo- technological age that you can stay in contact with every single person. You can even see them. Like there's a thing called FaceTime. You can look right at the person's Ain't face. That crazy. Mind blowing, right? Yeah. James is. I've seen know. a lot of people doing that. Not necessarily like just on the, the socials mm-hmm. I've seen people doing. Yeah. Zoom, Facebook yep. Live. I mean, people are doing a Google doodle, doodle tutorials and uh, Been doing teachers, those yeah, teachers mm-hmm. are creating little chat rooms for their, they're able to teach their students still. And that's what we plan on doing is, well, cause I only have five. So we're taking an hour a day that we would. Those five people are important, Erica. I, I'm not. I'm just kidding. Christopher! I was just being a jerk. No, I'm saying only having five, I can each, like, 
yeah, me and my co-teacher, like an hour a day, we're going to spend reviewing concepts and if this continues on past spring break, which they are saying it could, but. So we started talking and I said that we were going to stick this on the front of a podcast. I'm led right now that we're just not, this is going to become its own little yam snack. And so let's talk about, I mean, we've just talked about the pandemic, but let's just riff a little bit. What are some things that the church can do to be the church right now, specifically to college students, young adults who are probably the healthier, you know, the ones that don't need to be afraid of this thing. So we, we just said connect with people. That's something that a lot of young adults and college students don't do a lot of. They have technology at their fingertips, but they don't connect with as many people as they think they do. So reach out to your parents. You might be living with your parents. Maybe, you know, do the dishes, take care of some stuff. Don't be a slob like you were in your college dorm. Show them that you're, you're maturing a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Maybe interact with, with students from the student ministry that used to be in. Maybe reach out to them, see what they're, what they're doing. Teach them what you've been learning, you know, in college or whatever else. Uh, I think there's some beautiful ways to look out for, you know, find out how your older neighbors are doing. Don't go over to their house. Don't go in their house. But, you know, just find out their number and give them a call and say, hey, what can I go grab for you? And it doesn't take much, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, bread's still $1.50 or whatever for a whole loaf and milk's 99 cents. <laughs> oh, we've got a dairy farmer <laughs> in here. He's a dairy farmer kid. Um, milk's too cheap. Yeah, I don't drink milk, so sorry, James. Um, <clears throat> but I also think, don't yeah, as you talked about earlier, don't waste this time. I mean, this is time that you probably will not have again. This is unique. Hopefully, we don't have this again. So use this time wisely. Don't just sit and binge a ridiculous amount of TV, you know? And it's fine to do that every once in a while, but have have some goals, you we, know, we have shut some things off. that you can do. Yeah. We're not using our TVs. Yeah. I'm playing board games with my kids, playing cards. We're doing homework. Mm, that's good. If you're a college kid and you're coming home and your your younger siblings are yeah, spend some doing time homework. With them. Yeah, spend time with them, love on them, and then teach them how to do math, you know? Mm-hmm. Like your parents aren't only responsible for that. Don't use this as an opportunity to go out and live life normally, you know? Mm-hmm. Slow down. Remember the old days. Things were quiet, easy. Life on the prairie. <laughs> the old days. That's how far back you were going, huh? Lorraine was wilder. Oh wow. Um, well, and I also think I understand the mindset too that you can have when you're a young adult of just, well, I'm fine. So like, why can't I go do this? Like right. the, the slightly rebellious, you know. I don't want somebody to tell me what to do. Um, but then, yeah, I just kind of want to say, like, think of your grandparents. Right. How would you feel if somebody brought it to them, you know? And that's kind of what you would be doing by just being blasé about it and just whatever. I could hang out wherever. It doesn't matter. I can do whatever I want. Um, because I think that that mindset is can can, yeah, hinder you to actually being what like the church could be, meaning putting other people first and yourself second. I think that's one of the amazing things about Gen Z and 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 millennials, Gen Y, is the vast majority of statistical analysis seems to suggest that this group wants to change the world, right? Mm-hmm. And I love that. 
I love that idealism. I love the beauty mm-hmm. in that. Like, that's why I love working with this group. I love watching young adults. It, and that's part of the reason why I was a youth pastor for so long. Like middle school and high school kids, they just think they can do anything, you know? And that's beautiful. I love that. The hope. <laughs> so why not actually do it? Yeah. You know, you don't need glory. You don't need to run around the streets being like, I saved a thousand people with food. Like, don't need to gram it. But if you find toilet paper at Aldi stuck down underneath a box way in the corner, grab that toilet paper, pay for it, and then drop it off at the house next door, you know? Or if you find out your parents were one of the people hoarding from Costco or something, like stick it in the back of your mom's station wagon, drive around the streets, and the start wagon. dishing it out to people. Do they you still know? make station wagons? I don't know. I don't think it's so. a beautiful picture, though. Mm-hmm. You know, just do whatever it takes to love people well. The scriptures are full of of moments like this. You know, this this contagion, this this pandemic. It could get really bad. So please understand where we're yes. recording right now, like. By the time this this airs Monday, what, four days from now, five mm-hmm. days from now, there's a very good chance that we could be having a totally different conversation because holy cow. Yeah, who knows? It, what it went explode. from 20,000 yeah. cases to 300,000 over the weekend. You know, it could go crazy. If that happens, this is bad, okay? If, if that doesn't happen, it's because we've made some good Choices. adjustments and we've socially distanced ourselves and we've sort of done that. It doesn't mean that the church stopped being the church. And on top of that, and this is the, the kind of the point I wanted to make before we, we got done at some point today is this. When I read about Jerusalem being destroyed or being besieged, there were people of God who were looking at an army surrounding their city. You know, people were being mistreated. Uh, and I know that we have some young listeners, so I'll just let, I'll leave it there. But there's lots of levels of mistreatment, whether it's torture or taking advantage of people, um, mm-hmm. you know, read between the lines there. People eating people because there was no food. Yeah. I mean, mm. you, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. you read in the Bible, these things were happening. And at those moments, I'm sure the people of God were like, what is this? This is the worst thing I've ever seen. And I'm never going to see anything like it. The whole world's ending. This is terrible. And all, and that was true. It never happened again mm-hmm. to that extent in their lifetime. And it, it was the worst thing they ever saw. It didn't make them not be the people of God. They weren't able to meet the way they would have liked to, mm-hmm. but they were able to still minister in the streets, take care of people, you know, bake a little bit of bread, find ways to love people. You know, you read about some of the great stories of people saving people during the, the Holocaust, right? You know, there's there's some amazing yeah. moments where the people of God rise up. They understand this is what my call is. God has made me uniquely for this moment to do this thing. I'm going to go do something about it. Mm-hmm. And instead, a lot of times we just sit and wait and then we're like, oh, it's over. Well, that's cool. I watched 28 shows on Netflix. Or step outside you yourself, right? Yeah. Step outside yourself for a second and like be the church. So, what are some things, Chris, that you did not expect? So, if somebody would have said, you know, quarantine or whatever, what are some things that you would not have expected? Like, for example, a toilet paper shortage. You know, I, think, I never thought that would happen. I think it's the top of the list. Like, who would have ever thought? That the first the first thing that goes <laughs> is toilet paper. Priorities, I guess. But, you know, what other things would you think would never have, like, that wouldn't have been the thought? You mean within the last two weeks, what are some uh-huh. things that have happened that I just never would have yeah. expected? I, I don't know if I can answer that because the world is really ugly and dumb. Like, I'm old mm-hmm. enough to know that 
really stupid, terrible things happen really quickly. So it still doesn't like su- like surprise you? No, mm. I, I mean, because the toilet paper thing—that surprised me. <laughs> right? Am I right? No, it's ridiculous. You're you're totally like I was right. Like, I, I think that's, that's the first thing. That's probably the only thing that surprised me thus far. Maybe this that the that our government leaders have jumped as fast as they have to basically handcuff the economy. Mm. That's a, that's I've never seen this before. Mm-hmm. So then then you have people on, and then I think maybe what surprised me as well is how people from you know Joe Schmo that lives here in Freeport is totally convinced it's the Democrats, right? And then. That it's other, political. And then, you know, other people are totally convinced it's the Republicans. I, I've actually heard conspiracy theories of like people flew to China and injected people with <laughs> with this to start this whole thing so that either I, I've heard it both ways. Trump's gonna win the election because of this, or the Democrats are gonna win the election because of this. And I'm going, can we just not be so stupid just for a second? Yeah. Let's just back away and go, maybe this isn't a political thing at all. And maybe our leaders are just doing the best they can to react to whatever this thing is. Were they too cavalier? Maybe. Are they ever not too cavalier? That's politics. So I think some of that's just ridiculous to me and crazy. I, I'm probably more surprised by that than the TP shortage. Mm. Because. The p- people politicize. People it. run on weird. Like, like there are weird runs on things. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's just moments in, you know, post 9-11, there were a bunch of things that just a lot of weird things started happening because people were freaking out about this and that and the other thing. This one. Yeah, maybe TP scares me or surprises me, but it surprises me. But the rest of it, dude, let's just chill and be followers of Jesus and let's not over politicize everything. And you're going to vote what you're going to vote. You just call me in now. November. I do think that some of this is a bigger deal because of its, it's an election year. Mm. I think everyone's trying to cover their butts, so to speak, yeah. and do whatever they can to sort of. See, I am a great I leader. Look what I've done, and I don't. And I don't fault them for that. No, no. You know, I'm a I'm a leader in a like I said a mid sized church in the middle of nowhere in Illinois. And two weeks ago, I had a conversation with one of our staff members about COVID, and we said we're not to the point where we should say anything yet. We shouldn't really do anything. Within a week and a half, we were we were mm-hmm. complying with CDC guidelines to stay under. You know, at that point, it was 50 people gatherings. Well, we're way over that. Yeah, and then. Later on that afternoon, it was, it was 10 people. So we basically shut most of what we do down just to fi- – we figured that more were coming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we sort of shut it down because it's like we're eventually going to get to a level that's so low that I don't want to put out a release today that says, if you're under 50 people, everything's fine. So we'll keep youth group going. We'll keep mm. this going. And then you know, two days later, okay, Never it's 25 now. So you know, I, I just wanted yeah. to do one announcement and be done. And, and what was amazing with our announcement is – Nationally, it was 50. Locally, it was 25 people or less. So we already broke both of those barriers. Even some of our small groups break the 25-person barrier. By that afternoon, I had to delete part of the message that I that we wrote together mm. and uh, change it from 25 to 10 because you know CDC had come out with a whole new guideline. I was like, beautiful. We made the right decision. Let's do it. But like I said, and, and this is one of the things that we said to our folks in our church, you've been discipled. Those of you who have plugged into us, we've trained you for what to do in this moment. So go do it. Be the church. Don't don't feel like you're missing out on something because we're not here on Sundays, but go be the church. Yeah. So I'm hoping that happens. Yeah, that would be nice. How about you? Anything surprising, weird besides TP? Um, and I've just never heard the word social distancing before in my life. That's true. And now I think I've used it more than I probably, I don't know. 
yeah. care to. And we're, uh, we're, I mean, we're currently so practicing it. Yep, Each of us are more than six feet apart. Scoop back. I'm just kidding. Um, no, James is six feet I'm behind totally Erica and I'm um, six feet away from you. Yep. And there's only three of us. So even in the building, we have less than 10 people, yeah. which is eerie. We yeah. have a huge, weird building. It's a little scary. If you ever come visit it, it's times. very strange. So, but yeah, I would say that, yeah, it would be the, yeah, using the word social distancing and the TP shortage and just people crazy stockpiling, like grocery stores are not closing. So there's really not a need to have five loaves of bread because that stuff perishes people. I don't know. That's just, that might just be my thought, but because, yeah, I went to Aldi on Saturday just to get my usual grocery haul for the week. And it and I went, like, right when it opened, and it was it was quite packed. There, but at that time, there was no empty shelves, so I've never actually seen empty shelves. So I don't know. All these people that are posting all these pictures, I'm like, I actually haven't actually seen any empty shelves. So, mm. um, but that's, I think, the thing that's really hard is, <clears throat> excuse me, all these people that end up hoarding all of this stuff it's like that that i just just calm down you know you'll be able to if you're an older person i understand that a little bit more because you can't necessarily leave as readily as the youngers can but yeah i guess it doesn't surprise me but it still surprises me you know yeah like i shouldn't be surprised but i am still surprised but no totally all right kind of my last thought uh, Isaiah 40 verse one, talking about the end of the Israel situation, you know, Jerusalem's, uh, it's sort of foretelling that Jerusalem's going to be destroyed. And what God says in Isaiah 40 is comfort, comfort my people says your God. And we can remember that that's, that's a message that we can all believe right to the mm-hmm. end of our days that there's nothing that we have to worry about. We find comfort in him and him alone. Yeah. No need to fear. Actually, I didn't know. I thought I thought it was a new thing, and I didn't realize that this is like an old thing. No. Seeing as my Lysol wipes actually say for human coronavirus on them. No. Isn't that crazy? So the, we aren't scientists, but I can. When whenever you <clears throat> see that a virus says novel, this is a different strain of a coronavirus than we've ever seen. So it's not a story about the coronavirus. Oh man. Just kidding. I did know that that was not a story. <laughs> the novel <laughs> called Coronavirus. I'm going to do it. It's like euthanasia. Here's my new novel. The word Coronavirus. Euth- yeah, euthanasia. Those poor children. I feel so bad for them. You want to know a funny story about that? Uh, sure. Um, youth in Asia. I don't know why, but I pictured Africa for the longest time. That's the weird. youth in Asia, but I pictured Africa. That's a problem. Yeah, right? But it's also not youth in Asia. I know it's, it's not. Okay, I just want to be. <laughs> but I didn't know that. But I do now. I wanted to be very. I mean, not just clear. To, not just right this moment. I mean, I knew that a few years ago. Just like when my mom used to say "hotter than Haiti." Yeah, same, I do remember same that. Thing. Love you, mom. Hopefully, you're listening. <laughs> well, she said that a lot when we were actually in Haiti. Since you're bored at home. It's hotter than Haiti in here. Yep, she would do that. To which she would say, "I'm not bored because I'm working a major medical supply line, making sure that people are staying alive." So, staying alive. Which is what she does. Staying yeah, oh, so it's it's novel, meaning it, it it is, yes, coronaviruses are not new. This one is, and it's deadly. Mm. That's the okay. That's why people are freaking out. 
I thought it was just this, you know, thing, no. new, new thing. And then I saw that it was on my old Lysol wipes and I was like, oh, that's not new. <laughs> good to know. That is good to know. Learning new things every day. Sweet. Yep. All right, world. Thank you, Podbean listeners, Spotify listeners, iTunes listeners. You're all the best. Mm-hmm. And if you're finding us some other app, even cooler. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. I don't think we're on another app, are we? We could be. I don't know. If someone says, hey, you're on this. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Yamcast. You can check us out at yamcast.podbean.com or on any other podcasting apps like iTunes. We would love it if you'd leave us a review that is any number between four and a half and five stars. If you have any questions that you'd like us to answer here on the podcast, you can email us at yamcastpod at gmail.com. That is yamcastpod at gmail.com. If you'd like more information about us, you can check us out at parkhillschurch.com or on the App Store with the Park Hills Church app. We are also on Instagram, so give us a follow at The Yamcast. Well, because have you watched the TikTok ones? I don't know what TikTok is. You do too. Your daughter just posted something about it. So What? Yeah. She's on a social media app that I don't know about? Yeah.